Everybody get in here for a special edition of the Wrestling Wars Podcast. We are back with another talk over. It's our special NXT-centric series of episodes uh, where I have my British Invasion brothers uh, jumping on the podcast with me. Unfortunately, uh, Gazprom is in transit. I think he said he already landed. He is here in the States um, with us, ready to link up for WrestleMania next weekend. Um, And speaking of which, as a programming note, I will be with all these fine gentlemen in person um, going to various events for WrestleMania next weekend, so there will be no shows, but I will be going live for uh, WrestlingRumors.net quite a few times over the weekend, just whenever it's uh, convenient to get in there and Whenever I can actually give you something worth watching. So, I will be on WrestlingRumors.net, going live over their Facebook page. Uh, no episodes next week. And then, obviously, after that, there will be reviews of plenty to, to, to post up. Um, and this is one of two episodes uh, this weekend. Um, the other one, obviously, would be our regularly scheduled episode with KB. Um, I'm here with my main man, Uncle Sam. He is still joining me from overseas. How goes it, man? No, oh, very well. How do you do? I am quite well. It's been a busy day over here at my place, but we are rocking and rolling. So, I, I, quickly, I'm I'm running late because I had to get together. Me and my wife's anniversary is Thursday, and since congratulations, she's, since she's such a uh, a pal, I'll be leaving um, in transit to go do my WrestleMania stuff. So we're celebrating things this weekend, and I was trying to get something together. I got this digital frame. Uh, you know, that, that cycles through pictures. And this mm-hmm. fucking thing came... I spent $150 on this thing, and it did not have fucking internal memory. I had to go buy a separate what? goddamn USB port. I about shot through the fucking roof last night when I took... Because I stayed up late after she went to bed so I could set yeah. it all up. And I opened it up, and there's no goddamn USB or no fucking cord to hook it into the computer. I had to go get a separate fucking USB drive to use it. Fuck. <laughs> How late was it before you discovered that it was... Like, just not going to work. And oh, well, no, it. it was right off the bat, because I opened the box, and wow. there's no USB cord in it, and there's no... So I'm like, what? And I opened the directions, and, oh, yeah, look, just plug your plug your USB drive in. I'm like, you motherfuckers, I can't fucking believe this shit. Yeah, so... This is why you can uh, never go wrong with flowers, because you're never going to need a USB stick for flowers. You know, you're fine. Right. I ended up getting on one of those Steven Singer gold-dipped roses that they kept fucking... Art- uh, they kept advertising the shit out of on uh, the Conrad Thompson shows. <laughs> oh, wow. So they fucking got me. Um, yeah. Speaking of getting us, we got you guys got us in here for NXT, NXT UK, NXT TakeOver coming up. So what has been, what have you thought of the last couple of months of programming since the last time we talked about NXT and NXT UK? I mean, that's a really big question because you think... You asked me that question about Raw, like it's been, what, a month tops between pay-per-views. With NXT, it can be, like it feels like almost like a quarter of a year. Yeah. Um, And I think two different directions, because I think NXT UK is still very much finding its feet and is still, although it's getting there, it's still quite reminiscent of the early days of NXT proper. Um, Whereas NXT, there's been all this build and all this story, but I think it's almost been, um, you know, hit hit by an injury crisis at the moment, uh, where a lot of plans I think they probably had in place for this takeover coming up uh, have been scuppered. Particularly, obviously, the main event um, just, you know, had what, a week's build for the main event of the uh, the biggest show 
that NXT is going to have this year probably um, on the NXT UK side of things I've been impressed by how uh, you know they're just they're still establishing at the moment but we're getting Volta I think has been very impressive perhaps um, the matches he's been having are a lot more competitive than I thought they were going to be I thought he was just going to be walking through people but he's been having sort of like 10 minute matches with people they've been going back and forth um, but I think nonetheless he's come out looking very impressive and he looks like a legitimate threat to Pete Dunne's title which is more than can be said for anyone else any, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <coughs> the last two years nearly um, so you know um it is interesting, but I think, on the whole, I've been impressed by uh, by the direction of both brands. So, I want to say, one, I believe it was on this podcast where, a couple of months ago, I don't know if it was on this one or if it was on our Royal Rumble one or where I said it, but I know I said it on one of these shows. I said, this whole thing is so that Johnny Gargano can get Tommaso to, ch- to trust him and then flip it yeah. around to where he's the one stabbing Ciampa in the back. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Um, it was going to be more explicit the next week when they, they went home for the match um, and started to do that build for the, for the blow-off at uh, NXT TakeOver New York. It was still it still came across. They still kind of got the pin the neck injury on Gargano. Uh, I, am I a bad person for saying that I didn't care for them showing uh, Ciampa with the baby and his wife and all that shit when they uh, when he had the surgery. To me, to me, that's not something that you show with that level of evil in a character. I just don't, I don't need to see that. I don't want to see that. Really, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just had him go away. He broke his fucking neck. Maybe he died. Who knows? And then everyone pops the the belts the belts vacant, and then we move on. Um. I didn't, I didn't. I don't know. How do you think? How do you feel about how they they handled the injury when they wrote him off? Well, I, I mean, his last appearance on NXT TV was what it was. Johnny Gargano turning the tables on him, yeah. reenacting the betrayal. Um, you know, had they known that was going to be his last appearance, I think they could have, you know, really reenacted the betrayal. Gargano puts him through a table or something and takes him out. Um, although I don't know if that's necessarily the actions of a baby face, but it would have tied things in this situation. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I think if that is his last appearance on NXT TV, NXT TV for a while, other than, you know, appearing with his wife and kid and in the hostel bed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think there's a certain sort of poetry to that. Uh, that's quite nice. Even if they didn't then sort of undermine it a bit with, you know, bringing in the real life, Here's Tommaso Ciampa. He's got a wife and children. You know, heart of gold, really. Um, and I think there's an interesting um, equivalent to. I, I've been watching. Have you been watching the WWE PC uh, YouTube channel where they upload like, all the backstage? No, stuff I heard it's the, excellent though. Uh, it's very good. But the problem is, um, I there's... mean, this is the Rhea, Rhea Ripley problem in microcosm yeah. is that. She, you know, she's got like this little video diary that they keep doing, and she's very likable and very funny, um, and you know, very down to earth. But it just totally undermines when I then watch NXT UK, and she's most supposed to be this 
untouchable badass it just doesn't quite marry up as well as i would like and i think a lot of our listeners and i personally know a lot of people who who are really into that like regardless like they love the back scenes they love seeing people quote unquote i hate i hate fucking i hate calling it a character but they love seeing people out of character and and etc cetera, etc cetera. um so i i understand i understand that there's a there's an audience for it personally uh, if I never saw something like that ever again, I'd be completely fucking fine with it. <laughs> but that's just me. Different people come from different backgrounds, what they like in their wrestling, and have different views on things. Me, personally, I cannot fucking stand that kind of stuff. But, as long as it doesn't hurt your viewing experience and you get something out of it, then then cool. Um, further... They're very much, um, like, you know, you see Velveteen Dream or whatever... You'll see him backstage, but he's still very much the Velveteen yeah. Dream. Yeah. So some some people are uh, you know more committed to it than others. So and and, and I think that's a that's a longstanding uh, trope in wrestling is that the the closer that you can get a gimmick to what the person's actually like, the better it comes across. And so I would not I'm not surprised at all that the Velveteen Dream comes across very similar in backstage stuff than he does out there on the screen. Personally, I feel and it sounds like. Um, and maybe it's because for somebody who's from the UK, there's not as much uh, novelty to a lot of the things that are going on in NXT UK. But to me, I, I love NXT UK, and I, and I think that, that they've stepped up to another... They're not quite what I, would, what I would like for them to be, but they have stepped up to another level in my eyes. Adding the star power of Walter, um, adding the star power of the freshly debuted just a few nights ago, uh, Viper also known as Piper Nevin, um, signing Alpha Female, who I've been waiting to come to the WWE, WWE NXT for the longest fucking time. Um, I really feel like they've, they've really found their footing um, a lot better from TakeOver going forward. It was a little bit of a shit show um, leading up to that, but I really feel... And I, man, I, I know I say it every week in the Discord... I have to I have to give him props again, and maybe some of our listeners will start to li- like catch on to it a little bit more too coming over here for- going forward. But that ring announcer is my favorite ring announcer in wrestling. Like everything he says from London, fucking England. Like everything is is so intense. He sounds like he's yeah. in the he sounds like he's in the Peaky Blinders or something. I fucking love it. I want that guy to if I ever if we ever renew our vows, I'm definitely gonna fly that dude in so he can introduce me coming down the aisle to get married. Uh, <laughs> Like that guy is amazing. I love it. Um, so I've been very happy with the with the development of of NXT UK. Um, are you a little bit less a little bit less sold to some of the stuff? Might have more of an effect on me because I'm an American. I don't see that kind of stuff all the time. What's your thoughts? Um, I think there's an element maybe of the novelty to it, and also you know I've seen a lot of these performers uh, you know on the indie shows, so they're not as maybe fresh to you to me as they are to you um at the same time i think uh it, it like the production values everything is starting to feel a little less um like they've just pulled it together at the last minute yeah, with yeah. like 20 dollars in their pocket um it's it is starting to feel like more of a polished and cohesive product i know they've got a lot of the uh, the actual progress wrestling staff are doing a lot of the creative work back there um and there's a lot of parallels between the way progress likes to book and the way that nxt uk has been doing it um at the same time i do feel like they're still wasting opportunities to um establish nxt uk as the the equal 
to NXT. Um, so this is something I've complained about a lot. So you know when we had the um, the most recent championship tournament, we had all those title matches, um, and every single one of them lost, with the exception of Mustache Mountain, who then lost like a week later. Um, and it just it made it look like you're establishing this new brand, but nobody on it is as good as the stuff you already have. Um, and this is again the story of Cassius Ono, where the last thing we saw of him in regular NXT, he was literally being beaten into submission by Matt Riddle, and then he appears in NXT UK, and you know he's fighting Volta, who's supposed to be the next big thing, um, and you know he's beating the crap out of people. It just doesn't really sync very well for me. Um, like I said, I I agree on points where. Like I said, I think they've risen to another level, and I'm really happy about it. But I do agree that there's still just a little bit more. Like there's another, they're about halfway between where they were and where I think both of us would like to see them be. Um, I've said it forever, man. I'd really, I would love to see the revival over there. I would love to see Chad Gable over there. I would love to see Cesaro would do a fucking awesome over there. A couple of people like that, a couple of guys who are not doing a lot in NXT, I think, <coughs> will really help the depth and um the way the way that the show feels and give it a little bit of um. <clears throat> A little bit of a variety, I guess, is, is the word I'm looking for. Because, as I remarked, and this was a real bad problem when they first started. It's not as bad now. because And part of it is because I think uh, a lot of us became familiar with the people on the show. Maybe this was never a problem with people who were familiar with them before. But to me, when the show started off, all these guys just came out cold. And I was like, they all look the same to me. They're all fucking small. They don't have a fucking gimmick. What the fuck is going on here? I think... In time, they've they've both fixed that, and we've all become more familiar with who these people are. So I think that's uh, worked to help to to fix that a lot. So you mentioned the the the, the build, the short, the nothing build for um, Cole and Gargano. I thought that that episode was one of the greatest episodes of wrestling I've ever seen, where they did the five the five way match. They did mm-hmm. all the promos. Like, to me, that is perfect old-school, like, wrestling TV show. Like, here's the five people. They want the belt. Here's why each of them want it. Here's why you should care. Here's a long, crazy, badass match. I fucking loved it. Oh, I agree completely. Um, to the point that I don't really want to discuss it too much because um, it's mentioned so much in, like, when I talk about the matches, it, it all just relates back to that okay. episode. Yeah. Um, like, my opinion on certain wrestlers did an entire 180 just from that match alone. Um, I think you probably know who I'm talking about. But yeah, I'll say Sa- same later. here, same here, same here. Absolutely same here. I think we both, um, we agree, agree. Yeah, um, and, yeah, it just, it was beautiful, and I think the right man won. Um, I don't think... Out of you know, I love all five guys that were in that ring, but I think Cole is really the only man you can put up uh, in Champa's place because um, he's got an existing character, he's got an existing story. It makes sense for him to be there, and obviously, you know, he's he's probably the next biggest heel that they have behind Champa. So, you know, kudos and to, me, to them if, for if you go the right with, choice. If you go with uh, Black or Ricochet, it's a little it's a little bit too obvious. Yeah, yeah, um, and and you know, kind of with black at least, kind of boring. If yeah. he wins and regains the belt, you know, what's interesting about that? All right, well, so I won't I won't keep you shackled any longer. Let's go ahead and jump into the card. NXT Takeover New York. You and some others are going to be fortunate enough to be there. It doesn't look like I will at this point. So I went in to buy tickets for for all of us 
or for me because you were part of a package deal with uh, with Gaz. Um, oh yeah. But when I went on there, and I don't know, I'm gonna check again just to see if it's a miracle in place. But when I went on there for second market tickets for NXT Takeover New York, the back, the top row, the top section was three hundred fucking dollars. The middle section in the lower bowl where I usually sit was in the five hundreds. First three rows, fifteen hundreds. Hot, hot, hot ticket. Such a hot brand. Very happy about it. Um, so yeah, let's let's jump on into the card, man. What's what's up first? Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at my notes. Um, I think maybe open with we'll talk about the women's title match. Um, because in terms of level of interest, um, I'm sad to say this is probably the bottom of the list for me. Well, because it um, seems like they just were like, hey, these are our top four people, let's just put them in a match. There wasn't... And, I, you know, I'm not the type... Like, I'm fine with that, but you're you're right as far as, um, you know, real strong storyline build, or it feels like it's just another opportunity for Baszler to, to keep it rolling and have a fun match. Yeah, which is a shame, because this is, this is perhaps the program... <laughs> where they had the most opportunity to do build because you know Baszler has been champion forever uh, all these guys have been in NXT for well at least since the last takeover you know you can understand with the tag match you know it's the end of a tournament there might not be that much build you can understand with the main event that they've had an injury um, you know but with this it, there's really no excuse for them not to have been yeah. you know a more complex build to it um, and I think this easily to be quite honest, could be two matches. I think you could have Baszler versus Shirai, and then you could have a n- number one contenders match between Sane and Belair. Which would be an awesome match. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it, perhaps it's characteristic of, you know, when... I might be getting slightly, slightly controversial here, but when I think of the women's revolution in WWE, Michael Cole, you know, will point at the nearest chair and say, some say that chair started the women's revolution. But for me, it's... Uh, Page versus Emma. At yes. The, uh, no, absolutely. And and that's not. Um, it shouldn't be controversial. Anybody who's been paying attention would know that. And you're you're absolutely right. I also would point to um furthermore uh Charlotte against Natty. Yeah. Yeah. At a takeover. Are, yep. Both like of those the, matches. This, these were matches that you know people. I remember reading. People were shocked. Yep. That they were good. Never mind. You know they were very very good matches. Um and I think. It's a shame because I feel like main WWE has overtaken NXT in terms of, you know, they have uh, women main events. We're going to WrestleMania. They have women in the main event. There's been one women main event in the history of TakeOver, and it was one they threw together sort of as an apology because Sasha Banks and Bayley absolutely stole the show in Brooklyn. Um, There hasn't been one since. Uh, There are very rarely more than one women's match on the card um, I just think it feels like the women's division is being neglected and it's a shame because I mean they have at least four incredible wrestlers that we can see in this single match it seems a shame not to take more advantage of that I agree um, who do you so are we in agreement that um, probably it's going to be Baszler rolling out of here keeping the belt somehow um, I like to think so because I th- you can't I, I wouldn't like to see Basil leave on this because I think it looks bad um, if you have the dominant champion 
only lose because she was in a multi-person match. Um, I think you end up with a similar situation that we did with Oscar, where I was just uh, about they... to say that. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, it would become almost a habit at this point that they're having these dominant yeah. champions not not being able to find a way out of the title reign and having them fully put someone over. Yeah, I think that really harmed uh, Ember Moon's reign in particular because I think we both remember when Ember Moon was uh, well, she was handed the NXT Championship by Asuka and basically like given a pat on the head and was like, well done, like you couldn't beat me, yeah. but you managed to sort of scrape through a, a multi-person match and aren't you good? Um, and I think it did a lot of damage to her and her subsequent reign. So I, it would be a shame to see that again. I would like to see Baszler hold on and somebody to properly vanquish her before she's called up to the main card. Agreed. So I think we're both going with Baszler. Uh, next match. Uh, I got uh, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. I don't know if that will be the running order, but it yeah, feels no. that feels very much like an early, early match. Um, and this was a match that I didn't have much hype for until that five-man match. Um, and I've seen Matt Riddle outside of NXT before NXT. I've seen him in NXT, and before that match, I did not know how good he was. I don't know why he's not doing that shit more often. Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, who is this person? Yeah. It's like a combination of like uh, catches catch can wrestling and just pure strength. Like it's incredibly impressive, and I don't know why he's not doing it in well maybe not every match, but certainly when he's on pay per view, why he's not doing that. Um, and I think you know any Velveteen Dream match, there's always going to be a certain level of intrigue. So you pair those two together, even with a week's build, two weeks build, whatever, uh, you're going to have uh, probably. I think a dark horse for match of the night, maybe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel the same way. See, unlike you, I was not familiar with Riddle other than um the uh the famous uh pounce, famous pounce spot where where Keith Lee pounced him, you know, hundred feet across the ring or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I, you know, had not had not really been impressed since he showed up. I I mean, he'd been fine. I get, I got it. Like he's charismatic, good look, but I hadn't really been enamored with anything he had done uh, bell to bell and then he just came out of nowhere with all this stuff on on the last episode the la- two episodes ago and now I'm definitely all in on the Matt Riddle experience and uh ve- yeah very excited for this match because um Velveteen's somebody who can bump around and really emphasize how, how that natural strength that you were talking about that can make him look amazing um and it's two stars that are that are both uh, flying high. Um, I think the finish of this match is going to be a little spoiler on maybe what's going to be happening a couple days later on Monday Night Raw. As far as maybe somebody debuting. Um, I really hope not. <laughs> uh, it's uh, no, there's. I mean, I've I've had to see a lot of wrestlers I really like. Um, not to put too fine a point on it, get ruined by the uh, the WWE machine. Um, you know, I've had to watch Bailey get booed, which was hard to see, to be honest. Um, and I, I just, I don't see them getting like what they have with Velveteen Dream or how to capitalize on that. Um, but I think, unfortunately, you might be right, especially at this point where you're looking up and you're thinking, who do they actually have to put on the Raw after Mania or the SmackDown after Mania. Yeah, because they kind Not of... that many people. Yeah, they kind of... I don't want to say wasted it because it was still... 
it was still awesome, and it was still a discussion point for a week, because it was like, holy shit, what's going on here? But, yeah, Aleister Black, um, Ricochet, Gargano, Ciampa, all those guys was our, you know, our main debut, main Night After Raw debut, and then, and then they're all up there already, so I think Dream is one of the only people that they have, uh, in the, in the in the blocks to make that happen. So, with that said, are we are we going Matt Riddle here? Is that our is that our selection? I think so. It's it's odd because um, the United States Championship, sorry, the North American Championship, um, has you know it's been going from pillar to post. You know, it was uh, it was on Cole, then it was on Ricochet. Ricochet lost it not that long after to Gargano. Gargano lost it pretty much immediately to Dream. So it feels uh, like the wrong choice in terms of the belt for it to change hands so soon. But at the same time, uh, I think you're probably right that Dream is, if not overdue for uh, a call-up, certainly deserving of one and ready for one, at least on his part. Uh, So I can see probably Riddle coming out uh, as the new champion. Speaking of which this long on are we still I'm still kind of of the opinion that the North North American belt was unnecessary it's been a year it'll be a year coming up here on this on this takeover um cause they could still have these all these matches that have happened they still they already they already were happening this caliber matches and they could continue because you could still have Riddle against Velveteen Dream and, and it would just be the old style NXT of I'm a big deal you're a big deal Let's fucking see who's more of a big deal. And then they haven't. There didn't even need to be a belt involved back back in the the early days. Um, what do you the, think of the, the North American title one year on? The one exception to that rule, which I largely agree with you on, is when uh, Johnny Gargano came out at the end of uh, yeah. the last takeover, yeah. and he and Champa both held the belts up high, and it felt relevant. Um, but then, obviously. Two weeks later, he drops it to Dream. Uh, a few weeks after that, he's uh, you know he's now a babyface again. It's not really relevant anymore. So for you know maybe a month, I thought, oh maybe there's a point to this uh, North America Championship. You can make use of it. But in retrospect, uh, I think that was really just a blip, and it has carried on. I mean, it's, it's, the shame is it's a beautiful title belt, like most of the uh, NXT titles are, but that's not really enough to justify his existence, I don't think. No. Um, I think one that has had his existence justified, the UK title. Boy, this is going to be a... This is going to be something. Walter and Pete Dunne, they're going to beat the shit out of each other. I am fucking ready for this. Um, And I don't know if it's... If the finish is going to be as obvious as people might think. I don't... Because... NXT is known for zigging when it's time to zag, and a lot of us have, you know, wondered why would you do this change? Why wouldn't you save this title match and this and this this swap over for an NXT for NXT UK takeover show? Maybe they are going to save the title change for NXT because it's so obvious. You know, Dunn's had the belt for five fucking years or whatever it is at this point, and Walter's the new, you know, new big thing. Here he comes. He's going to challenge for the title. Obviously, he's going to win, right? Well, in NXT, sometimes things are not so obvious. What do you think, man? Uh, I'm kind of annoyed, to be honest, because I thought I was going to come on here and blow you away and be like, actually, I think Dunn has a pretty good chance of winning. 
um, but you got there way before me so uh no i i, I have it yeah i i think i think this is going to be a lengthy match i think dunn doesn't really do short matches and i don't think uh on a takeover they're really interested in you know having a tight time schedule they're happy for people to go long um so i think we're going to see another 30 minute maybe 40 minute pete dunn match which in this context i'm absolutely fine with i think this is a match that deserves it i think uh this is a big match and you want volta to look like you know he's unkillable and you want pete dunn pulling out every trick in the book he has to try and put him away i think it makes more sense to do that to volta than ever did like joe coffee or whoever yeah um so I, I'm very excited for this, and I think you may well be right that Dunn maybe sort of is like one of those uh, situations where he survives rather than yep. wins. Yep. And, you know, there's unfinished business. We do this again as the main event at the next UK takeover, and that's when Volta kills him, takes the title, and he has probably his own very long reign. So, something that's made me think of when you start talking about match length, which I agree, I hope it's a fucking 30-minute war with everybody looking like hamburger meat by the end of it. Um, which makes me wonder, so Cole and Gargano is going to be a two out of three falls match. Mm. And you can't really... So, what I'm, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think maybe this open, this, this match opens the show? Oh, you don't want two... Two really uh, long matches, yeah, that close to each other. Or close to each other at all, really. Um, I think that... I tell you, something that struck me about Shayna Baszler's matches is that I actually think the quality is very high, but they are normally sort of on the concise side. They're yeah. normally quite punchy, sort of 10-minute affairs. Um, so even in the context of a, of a multi-person match, I think that could be surprisingly short. So they may use that as sort of a buffer between two more epic matches. Um, and also, I think perhaps War Raiders, yeah. uh, Black and Ricochet, uh, going to be a very fun match, but perhaps less on sort of the drama side. So that could be yeah, and it's gonna know, be. I think that's fresher. just basically gonna be a uh, a swan song, a thank you for everything match for Black and Ricochet before they head off into the hills for good. Um, so I guess we can we can roll on to that one next. Um, Black and Ricochet War Raiders for the titles. I think we're it's gonna be excellent. There's gonna be a lot of people getting the shit kicked out of each other. Ricochet's gonna do a bunch of bo- bunch of awesome shit, but I don't think there's any chance whatsoever that the War Raiders drop here. And I think this is just for them to be in a badass match, and for Ricochet and Black to get their to get their curtain call to take a bow. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. I would be incredibly shocked, considering Black and Ricochet are, are literally already on the main roster to see them walking out with uh, with the NXT title. So unless, as you say, NXT zigs where we expect them to zag, maybe. You know, you could see them have maybe like a month, two month long title reign, and they drop them back, maybe. But I think that's very unlikely. Um, I think this is just there to give an excuse for War Machine to show off, do some flips, throw some people, uh, and then you know, Black and Ricochet will have done their best, and they'll have been beaten by the better team. Uh, they'll get a standing ovation, and yep. that's all she wrote. Going to be a beautiful thing. Speaking of things that are going to be a beautiful thing, I think we've got two match of the year candidates on this show. We got, well, maybe three because Riddle and Velveteen don't sleep. Velveteen Dream never disappoints on on takeovers. His matches are never not insane. Um, so we're gonna have that. We have Pete Dunne and Walter. 
And we have best two out of three falls, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. I expect nothing less than this to be an absolute classic. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, this is, as I was saying earlier, this is another match where there's not been much build. Um, these two don't really have a history together, despite both being on NXT for quite a long time uh, at this point. Um, but where both their characters are so fleshed out, where they've both gone on such lengthy journeys, I don't think it matters that much. I think the intrigue comes from these two stories meeting rather than there being like an existing story between them. Um, and, you know, you could argue that Johnny Gargano wrestles every match as if it's two out of three falls. Yeah. So hey, let's just make that the stipulation, add a bit of drama. Um, and I think it might be necessary because I think everybody sees Johnny Gargano walking out with a belt. It's important to try and introduce some tension there. You know, I, I think there'll be a point where we sincerely believe he's not and all hope is lost, and then he'll pull it out the bag. Uh, and I, I think there's, going on recent form, there's probably not a, a better wrestler on the planet than Johnny Gargano, and I think it's going to be another incredible match absolutely um both guys smooth as silk both guys know how to how to do drama great great uh stamina from both of them super smooth i love it the thing here is again we talk about zigging and zagging i'm not 100 percent sure because obviously i'm pretty i mean i'm 99 confident that the original plan here was this is where gargano wins the belt and finally fucking puts away Ciampa. I'm not 100% sure if he's winning that belt still. We still have not had... My original plan, my original vision was Undisputed Era. They got all the belts. Every single one of them. They run the fucking place for six months to eight months. Cole is the champion. They always interfere on his behalf. They always protect him. He somehow gets out of it. He's the he's that quote-unquote beatable champion who you think this is going to be the time and through a bunch of interference, through some bullshit, or because he's just so fucking good, he holds on to it. I thought this was going to be what was going to happen with them. It hasn't happened with them so far. I'm not so sure on who is winning this match. What do you think? Um... I think that's an interesting point. I think if you actually had had the planned main event, if we're assuming that's... I mean, it basically was going to be Ciampa versus Gargano. Uh, I think that actually is quite an obvious outcome. Whereas this, weirdly enough, has in introduced perhaps not a lot of uncertainty, but at least an element of uncertainty where you can see Adam Cole coming out of this as the champion. Because, you know, Cole's not been on Raw. Cole, well, he has been in the Raw Rumble, but not the most recent one. It, it doesn't look like he's got one foot out the door in the same way that it did until recently um, Johnny Gar Gargano does so I think you're right that this actually does introduce a bit more tension than there might otherwise be in just seeing uh, I say just but you know seeing another Gargano Champa match yeah um, so do you um prediction is tough do we have a prediction what, what, what's the call i'm gonna go with my heart and i'm gonna say johnny gargano even if you know you know sammy zane was a champion for what like a month yeah it's, it's very possible he wins it and then whoever they want to establish is you know this absolute piece of shit that would tear away somebody's dream comes in and beats him at the next takeover but i think it'll all be worth it you know i've been on 
I feel like I've been on the journey with Johnny Gargano because yeah. you and I were both in the arena in Philadelphia yeah. when he had that incredible match with Olmas. Um, so it will be nice for things to come to full circle for him to finally like lift up that belt and be champion. Um, and I think NXT has a track record, perhaps more so than uh, many promotions, of you know when it's right, when people want to see it enough, they will just give it to you. Yeah. Um, and you know they, they they sometimes do upset expectations but i think only when it is wise to do so and i think in this situation they see uh just how cathartic it would be for johnny to finally win the belt and they're happy to go along with that so speaking of that and this is going to be a tough spot for you I, i'm glad it's just me and you i'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the cooker looking back over things has Johnny Gargano become the new heart of NXT? Um, that's that's hard. Um, and I mean all time. Anybody out there who's listening to this, I mean all time. I don't mean obviously he is right now, but I'm talking about more so than Sami Zayn was when Sami Zayn was. I mean to establish um, a little bit of personal context, Sami Zayn is uh, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Um, I got to see him uh, when TakeOver came to London. And uh, I genuinely, because it, the match he was in happened after the main event, which was Samoa and Finn Balor. And it was a very good match. But I was just sat in my seat the entire time, just sort of like semi-depressed, because I was like, where the fuck is Sami Zayn? Like, I can't believe it. And when he came out, um, I mean, you've, you probably remember the... Because it, it was put on... It wasn't on the takeover itself. It was put on the NXT afterwards. And there's this monster path. Fucking euphoric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I was a believer in Sami Zayn ever since, uh, you know, watching very early NXT when he was facing Cesaro. Um, so he's, you know, he's very, very close to my heart. Um, and I think in terms of length... You know, Gargano's struggle is is that much more. But I think maybe what he does need is that final moment of catharsis where he actually does win the belt. And I think when he does that, then you can legitimately claim that he has usurped Sammy as you know the ultimate heart of NXT. Uh, but until then, he doesn't have anything that necessarily matches uh, Sami Zayn defeating Adrian Neville and holding up the belt and going, "I fucking did it." Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think yet, but I think uh, if we had this same conversation in a, in a week's time, I might come to a different conclusion. Well, I am c- concluded that you are the heart of this podcast, so thank you for coming along. Uh, we oh. miss Gaz. We'll, we'll all be together uh, doing some, some Facebook live action next week during the events. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us, our special NXT episode. Hold us to our predictions. We'll talk about them the next time we're on. It'll be it'll be sooner than the next t- the next time because we'll have to review everything and all of the events and all of the experiences that'll go down next week. Um, we're very excited about it. Very excited about this show. Excited about our listeners. Thank you, everybody. We will talk to you again soon. 